We at Amazing Stories are thankful for and gracefully accept the donations we receive from our listeners from across the world who count on the unique programming we provide. You too can donate through the link provided in the description section of each episode. Please keep in mind that the continued support from our growing audience helps us fulfill our mission of bringing you a new amazing story every day. Thank you for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy our stories. Hey guys, Ernie here again. We're almost at the end, so if you come this far, you can probably guess what I'm about to say. This next episode contains strong language and violent scenes. Enjoy. In the spring of 1976, I received a phone call from NASA, the American space program, which I thought was strange for two reasons. First, I am not American. I am Japanese. (laughs) Second, NASA explained that they wanted to create a record, a literal record, with a selection of sounds from classical music to crashing waves. This record would be shot into space where it would float in a capsule. If extraterrestrial life ever encountered the record, they would have an accurate picture of life here on Earth. by Carl Sagan to curate the sounds and then to build the record. My involvement was kept secret for a variety of reasons, but I did my job. The first sound I selected was the rustling of leaves in a Costa Rican jungle. And then, a young girl crying. I've been sitting here for hours, alone in the jungle. I don't know who I can trust anymore. But I've work to do. Yours. Remember that photo from a few years back? The dress. Some people swear it was white and gold, others said it was blue and black. We've all seen optical illusions. The picture changes depending on what part you focus on. Sometimes there's a hidden layer showing the true meaning. The fingerprints. I've been seeing gibberish everywhere, collecting words I don't understand. Mr. Ahmed said something. Why don't you try looking in the spaces between the letters? Yours, sister. There's a meaning there. If you focus on the right part, in the right way. Sister, the one you're looking for is... There you are. (laughs) Fuck, you scared me. Sorry. Uh. What are you, uh, working on? Nothing. How did you find me? 
It wasn't easy. I've been looking for hours. Can I... Can I sit? No. Please? I'm exhausted. Exhausted? For God's sake, you're a robot. So? You shut off your computer when it runs out of power, don't you? Fine, sit. I know you're mad. And I get it. I lied to you. Everyone has lied to me. Do, do you know why I lied? I don't care. I did it for your mom. Great. Good job. Sabrina, she needed to see you. But she knew it would be too hard. She didn't want to spring herself on you without knowing that you were ready. That you'd be able to handle it. Dr. Usman was a swan, so we knew the solution to the parallax. And it got me close to you. I, I was supposed to get to know you. To, to make sure that you were strong. And Sabrina, you are. You're strong enough for this. And for whatever comes next. And I'm with you. Fergus, he's with you. We're all in this together. We're not together. I'm sitting right beside you. So you take everything literally now? No, I... I take everything objectively. Right, you're a robot. No emotion. That's your advantage. It's not always an advantage. Sometimes, like now, it's... It's a hindrance. How? Because things are bleak, Sabrina. Not just for us, the entire world. There's a war coming. A war? A big one, yeah. And so far, all signs indicate that we're gonna lose. For a robot, that's it. Game over. If pressed for my analysis, for my recommendation, I'd say... I'd say screw it. Just quit. Quit? You see that? What? You instinctively clap back because the idea of quitting is repulsive to you. Oh, well, I'm an idiot. No, 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 no. You're human. And that's your advantage. Robots are smart and efficient and kind of sexy. <laughs> Please. But we're not capable of hope. We don't understand it. You humans, you can look at all the data, at the odds stacked against you, and for some reason, you keep fighting. You keep moving forward, even when the numbers say that you shouldn't. Only you have that power. And it is a power. It's the only way to win. With patience. With time. And with hope. You said there's a war coming. What war? The war. Mom. Mum is standing there with Fergus, who's holding a sandwich. I thought you'd be hungry. Here. Sorry I took a bite, it was a long walk. Thanks. That's sweet. While you eat, Sabrina, I'll give you a quick history lesson. Of what? Aliens. <laughs> Great. The world wasn't always obsessed with aliens. The boom started in 1945. 
Newspapers were flooded with UFO sightings, crop circles, alien abductions. Go back and watch The Twilight Zone. Every other episode is about aliens. Why 1945? I was thinking that too. It's like someone up there heard something. They did. The atomic bomb. Yeah, that's pretty loud. For the first time, aliens felt threatened. We humans had weapons strong enough to hurt them. Thankfully, after the devastation of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, there were no more nuclear strikes. The aliens gradually stopped paying so much attention. In the 1970s, throughout the 80s, UFO and alien sightings went down. By the 90s, most people thought of aliens as cute and cuddly, like trolls or fairies. They were make-believe, not a real threat. Just campy sci-fi material. Like X-Files and Men in Black. Exactly. That's why Ian Sinclair believed it was safe to inject alien DNA into human babies. He probably felt the results would be benign. And you really didn't know what Sinclair was up to? No, love. I promise. How am I supposed to believe you? You faked your own death. I didn't have a choice. Look, I'm not innocent. I was part of the Storks. I was right there with them, dreaming of perfecting humanity. We all thought we were so clever. Taking the best parts of ourselves and mixing them together. When I found out that Sinclair had added alien DNA, it suddenly all seemed so callous. Playing God. I still believe we can build a better world. Better humanity. But aliens aren't the answer. Genetic customization isn't the answer. I've come to believe that robots are the future. That's why I built this island. What does all this have to do with the war? As I was saying, for a long time, reports of UFO sightings were low, almost non-existent. But that changed. By 2014, reports of UFO and alien abductions became a weekly occurrence. Clearly, humans did something to get their attention. Climate change? Robots. Benny's correct. Aliens are afraid of the advancements in robotics and AI we've made in recent years. They believe robots will enslave us, enslave humans, and then take over the skies. You're not planning on doing that, are you, mate? I mean, we could. But we won't. How can we know that? Look at the evidence. Robots make your lives easier. I mean, people complain about robots replacing human workers, but really, we're moving you closer to utopia. You can sit around all day playing video games and watching football. Yeah, I did that during the quarantine. Got boring fast. Don't worry, we're working on that. Robots will make the world better for everyone. Only if we win. The looming war is between aliens and robots. My god. That's why they're killing the scientists. The aliens. They're murdering the scientists who make the robots. Correct. I'm one of those scientists. I'm a target. You already lost me once, love. I don't want to die again. What about Dad? Isn't he a target? We are all targets. That's precisely what I'm telling you. But we can stop them. <laughs> we can stop an alien serial killer. How? There's a man I need you to see. He's the last piece of this puzzle. What man? His name is Shinya Aoki. One of the smartest people I know. Like me, he broke away from the Storks. He's in Tokyo. 
You want me to go to Japan? Well, it's better than Iceland. Warmer, at least. Forget it. I'm not going to Japan. We've been all over the world. What for? We're lost in a jungle. No. I know what it means to be lost, and this ain't it. We're supposed to be here. There's no other way to explain it. Look, if someone told me a week ago I'd be dropping everything to stop a war between robots and aliens, I'd tell them to piss off. But now I'm here, and I can't go back. I think you're important, Sabrina. I want to help you. Besides, I always wanted to go to Japan. Always loved those uh, Studio Ghibli's and that. You do? Yeah. Kiki Delivery Service? That film slaps. Okay then. You'll do it. Yeah. But I'm not looking forward to another 14 hour flight. Oh no. We're actually quite close. About 20 miles by boat. Yeah, what? I failed geography, but I'm pretty sure Costa Rica is more than 20 miles from Japan. That's correct. In the real world. But inside of a simulation, time and distance are relative. Uh, yeah, guys, I, uh, I didn't tell you. We're not in Costa Rica. What? what? Hang on. Get ready for a surprise. Mum reaches into her pocket and pulls out some kind of remote control. The jungle around us begins to shift, to change shape. It feels like we're inside a video game and it's glitching. Even the sky changes colour. Where are we? Osatogari. Say what? An island off the coast of Japan. We don't reveal our true location to guests. Guests? I'm your daughter. She's talking about me. Correct. We needed to vet you, Fergus. You do work for the Storks, after all. I did work for them. That's right. And now, you work for my daughter. Which is why I'm comfortable giving you this. What is this? A map. It will lead you to Dr. Aoki. He's waiting for you in Tokyo. So this island is what, exactly? Whatever you want it to be. We have rigged more than 500 augmented reality machines on this island. Mum, I... You don't have to say it. I know. You're scared and confused, and you don't want to let me down. Is that right? No. Oh. What is it, then? This man, Dr. Aoki. You say he's really smart. What does he do? You have five minutes to catch your boat, love. And then, he can tell you himself. And just like that, we're on a boat headed to Tokyo. With a very unique driver. And if you have time for lunch, there's a cafe with live jazz called Dance, Dance, Dance. And let me tell you... It's Excuse a, me, a, sir! Yes? There's a giant wave ahead! Oh, shit, you're right! Okay, everyone, hang on tight! <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it to Tokyo. It's familiar somehow, like I've been here before. Well, it looks like the internet. Lots of blinking lights. 
and cats. What part of the internet are you talking about? Shit! What, what happened? What? Huh? I got bit by a bug or something. I felt like it came from the sky. <sighs> Never mind. Look, we're just a few blocks from Aoki. Uh, we'll make a right up ahead. Oh my god. What? That's me. What's you? Look. You, you see that girl? She looks nothing like you. Not her. The comic book she's reading. The character on the front, see? Uh, yeah. I, I guess I kind of see the resemblance. Why would I be on the cover of a comic book? Excuse me. Excuse me, can I see that comic? She doesn't understand you. Can I please see your book? Just for a second. I'm not that nanny guy Stein, or... Sabrina, it's just a coincidence. No, it's not. It's a girl's guide to the galaxy. Can I, can I please see your book? Suddenly, I'm wrestling with this poor girl. And then... By accident, I tear the book in half. I have a bunch of pages in my hand. We need to get out of I'm sorry. Quick, before we get wet. Nothing. Something stung me again. Is there a hornet or something? No, no, I think it was... Look, it doesn't matter, we're here. I think it's just one of these buildings up here. Shit! What? What, what now? My hand. You're bleeding. What's doing this? I think it's... Uh, I think it was the rain? That doesn't make any sense. Perhaps I can explain. An old man standing in the doorway. Sheltering from the rain. Hello, Sabrina. I am Dr. Aoki. Your mother said you would be coming. Nice, nice. Can we come in, please? I'm getting torn up out here. Yes. My office is upstairs. This way. Benny, what's that on your... My... Oh... I didn't notice outside, but Benny must have been struck by the rain. It's burnt tiny little holes in his shirt. Here we are. Please excuse the mess. No, no, I like your style. Uh, what kind of office is this? An expensive one. <laughs> you would not believe the rents. I'm from London. You are bleeding. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me get you a bandage and some towel to dry off the rain. Nice place. Fergus, you see this? He's got a ninja sword on a wall. Samurai sword. And what's this? An old computer? It's a record player. Dude, you really should download Google onto your brain. I'm still holding the ripped pages. Shit. They're wet and torn. Unreadable. Except for one page. No pictures, just a wall of text. Gibberish. But now I know how to read it. I focus on the white space between the words. Be careful. The killer is... Close. Hmm. 
Here you go. What? A towel. Oh. And for you, your bandage, sir. Yeah, thanks. Let me take you to the studio. The what? Come this way. I mostly travel for work, but when I'm home, I have this set up here. There's a big window on one wall of his office. On the other side of the glass is a recording studio. My home studio. Cannot let anything interfere with the sound. What do you do exactly? I am an archivist. What do you archive? The sounds of planet Earth. Oh shit. No shit. <laughs> All right. What's your favourite sound on planet Earth? And your least favourite? My favourite sound was my father's voice. And my least favourite sound, the rain. It reminds me that they are here, watching. Is that... You said you could explain what hit me. I did, and I can. Was anyone else hit? Yeah, Benny was. It doesn't matter. I'm fine. Why are you being weird? I don't... I don't want you to see. You should let me help you, young man. It's fine. I don't need help. It'll it'll be fine. Benny! <sighs> okay. But please, don't freak out. I won't freak out. Holy shit! A hole has been burnt through his jacket and his skin. Let me see. And what's under the skin is... No, it, it's cool. It's cool. You look like the Terminator, oh. fam. There's no blood, just a metal skeleton showing through. You said, you said you wouldn't freak out. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just... This is me. I think you will need to return to the island to get that properly seen to. But maybe put a bandage on it for now, just to stop the, uh, freaking out. Listen, I don't understand. I was, I was in the rain too, my hair's wet, but I'm not burnt. Is it like, like acid? Not exactly. It wasn't all the rain, just a drop here and there. They are not trying to kill us. It is just a reminder that they are here. Who are they? We call them the Blues. They have some limited power, but I do not think they are ready to unleash it fully yet. Who are they? The Blues are a nation of aliens, small in numbers, but determined and proud. There are multiple types of aliens. Of course. Think of the variety and division among humanity. There are myriad extraterrestrials, each with its own language, political views, and religious beliefs. How did you become an alien expert? Believe me, it was not my plan. In the spring of 1976, I received a phone call from NASA. They wanted to create a record, a literal record, with a selection of sounds from classical music to crashing waves. This record would be shot into space, where it would float in a capsule. If extraterrestrial life ever encountered the record, they would have an accurate picture of life on Earth. They called it the Golden Voyager. So, what, you built the record? Yes, I contributed to it. Not long after that, I received a visit from a man named Ian Sinclair. 
and he recruited you to be on the stalks. Precisely. Which is how you met my parents? Actually, I am one of your parents. <laughs> I was part of the great experiment, but Sabrina, I, yeah, I let should... me guess, you didn't know about Sinclair's plan. He tricked me. As your mother told you, you have about 30 brothers and sisters, hybrids, all of you with unique gifts and one big weakness. What's the weakness? The hum. Oh my God, it's a, that sound I always hear, it's got something to do with aliens. The blues have their own language, a high-pitched hum which puts the listener into a state of hypnosis. I hear it all the time. You are not alone. Your siblings hear it too. The trouble is, it affects you in different ways. Some of you can harness its power. Harness its power? Use it for good. The full spectrum of that remains to be seen. The more pressing matter, though, are your less fortunate siblings. What about them? Some of the hybrids are more vulnerable to the hum. Vulnerable? Sounds like a virus. It is. The hum infects them. It kills them? It controls them. The blues use the hum like mind control. Some of your siblings are turned into weapons. They do the bidding of the blues. But I can stop it. How? I know more about the hum than anyone else alive. I have been researching it for 16 years, and I have developed what I believe to be an antidote. What is it? A series of sounds which... Once they are heard, can counteract the hum. That sounds so simple. But it is not. It has taken me two decades to find the right combination of sounds. And it works. We are about to find out. How? The same way all scientific advancements are confirmed. By running tests. Hello? Come up. I have two appointments today. You mean one of my... Siblings, yes. Oh my God, you you, you can experiment on us. No, it is not an experiment. I know it will work. Hello, I am Dr. Aoki. Please, won't you come in? Oh my God. Sabrina. Holy shit. It's Isabella. She looks pale. And she still has those gloves on. How did you get here? I thought Arrow had taken you. It's a long story. You know each other? Yes. From where? It's complicated. Well, you two catch up. I need to set up the studio. Fergus, Benny... Can you help me, please? Yeah, yeah sure. Sure. This way. Sabrina, what are you doing here? You should leave. What? I don't trust him. He wants to experiment on us. He wants I to... know. Y- you do? I came a long way for this. What? How did you... Shh. Sabrina? 
Does it hurt you too? The hum? Yes. Don't you want it to end? Yeah, but who is this guy? What if he's trying to hurt us? He's an old man. With a samurai sword on the wall. <laughs> we are in Japan. We don't know. Isabella? Sabrina, I'm ready if you are. Got to go. Are you sure? Oh, I'm sure. He's ready for you. Well, one of you. I'll go. I'll be okay. Just keep an eye out. Okay. What was that about? Have a seat over there, Isabella. I have to shut the door, sorry. Uh, no problem. Guys, I'm not sure about this. Hmm? Why? Something wrong? No, I, I just, I don't, I don't think... Hey, everybody. If you would like to listen in, there are some headphones on the table. Okay. No. What? What? <sighs> Nothing. Look, I'll try them first. Yeah? <sighs> Get him off him! <laughs> I'm kidding. They're fine. <laughs> Fergus and I stand with Benny in front of the glass, looking into the studio where Dr. Aoki is chatting with Isabella. What are they saying? Try the headphones. They're safe, I promise. All right. All right then. We put the headphones on, and we can hear Isabella and Dr. Aoki in the studio. Isabella, now, it is important to be comfortable. I am. Good. So this should be a pleasant experience for you. I am going to play a few sounds now as a test. Okay. What do you hear? A dog. Very good. What kind? What, what kind? <laughs> I am kidding. Next. A baby. Correct. You are good at this. <laughs> okay, so now... The sound cuts out. Dr. Aoki gives us a little nod through the glass. Guys, I have a bad feeling... Hey. The rain started again. Oh shit, it's harder than before, right? Yeah. And then, it hits me. The killer is close. The fingerprints are yours, sister. Oh my god. The messages I've been translating, the gibberish words I keep seeing. Isabella. Oh shit. Oh, what was that? We rush towards the glass, looking into the sound booth. I can't see you. Maybe we should, uh. A bloody hand smashes against the glass. There's a struggle, but it's hard to see because the glass... The glass is sprayed with blood. What, what do we do? Door's locked. I start pushing buttons on the console. What's happening in there, Dr. Aoki? Are you okay? Dr. Aoki, why are you asking if he's okay? Because Isabella is the killer. Oh, shit. Get out of the way. Fergus grabs a chair. Uh-huh. <gasps> We look inside the booth. Oh, shit. 
Rayoki? He's dead. There's blood and bits of flesh on the floor. Just like the rest of them. All the dead scientists. Isabella! Hi. She's standing in the corner, smiling at us. Her gloves are off. There's something wrong with her fingernails. They're long and dark. Yeah, we need to get out of here. Uh-huh. It's so sharp. No! She she needs help. We have to help her. She'll kill us. He's probably right, you know? She's not smiling anymore. She starts climbing through the broken window of the sound booth. Sabrina, come on! She's controlled by the hum. We can help her. We can... Sabrina! No! No! The Cypher Episode 9, Rising Sun, featuring Anya Chalotra, Chance Podomo, Samuel Edawumi, and George Takei, is created and written by Brett Nishin, with additional writing by Janina Mathewson. Editing and sound design is by Steve Bond, with music by Ben Brick and Mark Henry Phillips. The Cypher is produced by me, Emma Han, and executive produced and directed by John Scott Dryden. It is a Gold Hawk production for BBC Sounds. For more details, including a full cast list, go to the BBC Sounds website. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.